This spring, state lawmakers unanimously approved legislation eliminating an electronic death registration system fee for funeral directors and undertakers, which the state has been collecting for about a decade. For more on the history of this fee and why certain players in the post-mortem care field want to retire it, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Randy McCullough, Deputy Executive Director for the New York State Funeral Directors Association. Thanks for joining us in the studio, Randy. David, pleasure to be with you. So what is the origin of the state's electronic death registration system fee? Well, a decade ago, or a little bit more, the um, state issued a request for proposals to design to come up with an electronic death registration system. Prior to that, like many other states, the system filing of death certificates was all done manually. And that involved funeral directors going to doctor's offices to attending physicians to get the cause of death and other things. Once they got that done, filled out their portion, they would then file, have to file that uh, paper manually with the clerk or the registrar of the district where the person passed away. Okay. That took a lot of time, obviously, and a lot of some, some extra money and time especially that they wanted to devote to taking care of families, the, the folks that are survivors that they just lost a loved one. Running around with a veritable paper chase was not something that was a wise use of time and something they just didn't want to do. And, and it was the 21st century. So we said, let's move into an electronic system. So we approached the governor at the time, uh, Andrew Cuomo, about doing that. But the request for proposals was pulled back because there were some fiscal challenges at that time. Mm. They estimated the cost of such a system to be $6 million. That's straight from design right through to implementation and maintenance. So we said, we'll partner with you. We'll come to the table. We'll pay for the system at a fee of $20 per burial permit that's issued. Once you file a death certificate, a burial permit is then issued for each death that occurs outside of New York City, which has its own system. So using, there were 95,000 deaths at that time in 2013, and we used the $6 million figure from the governor, and so that came up to be roughly $20. And it's an even number. So we came to the table with that money. And that's how the system came about, and that's how the fee came about. And at the time, was there an expectation that the fee would just be used and be applied for as long as it took to get the system uh, up and running? Or was it your understanding that the fee was now something that would continue ad infinitum? Well, it's not, it was not in the original legislation, but we were told at the time that we would look at it again once the system was up and running and fully implemented mm -hmm. to see what the costs were, if there was any delta. And by that time, there was an expectation that enough money would be raised to continue and to pay for the system. We're the only state, we're the only, well, the industry in, in any state, actually, that came to the table and paid for the system themselves. All the other states in the city of New York assume the cost or subsume the cost within their own budgets as part of the state or city budgets. So... That's how this got going. But the original legislation very explicitly said it was a cost of doing business for funeral homes, and therefore we could not build that $20 fee into the cost of a funeral. So we had to assume all those costs. But here we are, as you pointed out earlier, we're 10 years in, and we're still paying it. And why then is it time to retire the fee? Is it just because the system is set up now, or is the state no longer utilizing the money? Is it just going right into the general fund. Why is this time the right time to get rid of the fee? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. We have approximately paid in about $15 million to the Department of Health. That's for this a system. heck of a system you guys paid that's for. Quite the system. Quite the system. Uh, NASA's asking for some of that. But anyway, <laughs> that's more than double 
the original $6 million price tag. So it's high time to go. And as you pointed out, the money goes supposedly into the Department of Health or into this system, Mm -hmm. but there's more than enough there. So then the question is, where does the money go? Well, it's either going into a larger Department of Health budget or it's going into the general fund black hole. So in the governor's veto of a similar version of this bill last year, which would have eliminated the fee, their veto message says that the State Department of Health uses the fee to maintain the system. Should we not take that veto message on face value? Should we not assume that it takes multiple millions of dollars each year to run an online database? I think there's enough there to run this program. Uh, I think that's fair to say. In fact, in tandem with this, back in 2000, funeral directors came forward and said, we'll raise our own licensing and registration fees and dedicate those to the Bureau of Funeral Directing, which is our regulator within the Department of Health. Mm -hmm. The money that was raised in total from those raises of licensing and registration fees goes there, but the Bureau only gets a very small amount of that. So this, this kind of rubs us the wrong way. We've had a history there. And included in the governor's message is this argument from her that because this is a fiscal issue, it needs to be addressed in the context of the budget and not a standalone legislation. So given that message that she shared in 2022, did the governor bring this up in any way in her executive proposal or as far as you're aware during budget negotiations with the legislature? We were hoping she did. We were hoping she would put it in her executive budget this past year. It was unfortunately not included. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were also 12 other pieces of legislation that were passed, health-related, that had minimal fiscals, as they call them, small price tags. And this would fit into that. Uh, however, this got vetoed. So there were other, there was other legislation that was signed. The governor came back to the legislature before the bill was transmitted to her for her consideration, and she basically said, we'll allow funeral homes to pass this cost along to their customers, their families, but we don't want to get rid of the fee because, as you pointed out, the veto message basically said, we want the money. And the legislature was loath to do that. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really the proposal. We'd rather not pass it along. We'd rather just get rid of it. We still maintain DOH has plenty of money there to run this program. And philosophically, they probably should. Every other state in the city of New York is doing that. So because the state doesn't necessarily need this fee to run the system, and because once the state has a revenue stream, they are loath to give it up, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would potentially be okay with the state using this money for? Is there something related to funeral directors that the state could invest this money in, considering that you and I have both been around the block before and there's a potential that the governor's going to veto this again? So if the fee is collected, is there anything related to funeral directors that the money could be spent on that it's not? We're always considering that and we're looking at that. But there would have to be some kind of an assurance that the money would go toward what it's supposed to go forward. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we've had history here where we've dedicated monies to certain, even our regulator, our bureau, that oversees the industry, oversees funeral service, and that money doesn't all go there. Mm. And so even though it's in statute, so it would be the money is swept, as, as the terminology they use in the legislature. So it'd be really hard. We'd be hard-pressed to, to say, well, we'd like to do this, but what assurance do we as an industry have that the money will go toward what we want it to go toward? And the bill has now been passed. And last year it was passed unanimously by both houses. Uh, former Assembly Health Committee Chair Dick Godfrey supported it. This year, Assembly Health Committee Chair Amy Paulin, not to mention Gustavo Rivera, and the leadership. 
all supported it without question. So now we're saying, here we are again. We're in a similar situation. What can tip the scales? What can we do here that folks can look at this in a different light? Well, finally, turning to the electronic death registration system as it exists now, are you happy with it? Is it functioning well? It's been a decade since it was created. Technology changes. Is there any need for additional capital investments in this program, or are you happy and content with it? We're, we're generally very happy with it. It took a long time to get here. There was some consternation earlier on a few years ago about the speed of implementation. Mm. Now, that's recognizing that there are a lot of players involved. We have, you know, there are hospitals, there were family physician practices, hospice agencies, nursing homes, funeral directors, town, village, clerks, registrars that had to be all into this process because they're all part of that. So that took some time to get there, but we are now there. And I think by and large, it is working well. Well, we've been speaking with Randy McCullough. He's the Deputy Executive Director of the New York State Funeral Director Association. Randy, thank you so much for making the time. Dave, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.